0: Welcome to Are We Fired Over This? Brought to you by Double Barrel Stone Whiskey.
1: a string, my faith is rock and roll, some say our bounce may intersect, some say he walks beside me, though I appreciate that kindly, sir, still I'm Mr. David baby.
0: Welcome to Are We Fired Over This, brought to you by Stone Double Barrel Whiskey. Yay, whiskey! Yay, hey, whiskey! Check out their new website, too. So it is uh, up and running and so much better. So, Dude, we need
2: a new name for our podcast studio. You've got a problem there, Sparky. Hey. <laughs> I didn't set this up. Eric set it up. Right off the bat. Dude, there's... No. Limp no. Mike? I'm not, Limp Mike. I'm not even going. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You totally shit on my point. <laughs> <laughs> we need a name for the studio. Oh, you're right. We haven't got one yet. Marin does is in the garage. Oh yeah. Rogan used to do it in the basement. Okay, comment on the podcast if you want to. I mean, the jump in and taupe office upstairs. I don't no, it that doesn't work. Doesn't work. No. All right, yeah. Comment in the comments.
0: Yeah, let's let's hear it. People like Brad. I know you've always got a comment out there. Besides oh, telling Sparky
2: to fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, our first podcast, and I got hate mail. So we must have been doing something <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. All right, well, let's introduce
0: the man of the hour here. Yes. Sean Shepard. Shep, the man. The man. Real estate professional.
2: Yes. We're talking real estate, by the way, if you don't know.
0: Exactly. And he is in here. We're going to be talking everything about that. He even flips houses, does his own, has done real well on doing that as well. And so, uh, heck, he's got Julie's house up on the market. So uh, That's true. we've got that thing going on. So welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, let's dive in and start talking a little bit about what you do and and how,
3: wow, where yeah. to begin? <laughs> uh, let's see. Best way to put it is, uh, I guess I'd call myself more of a real estate coach. Yeah, is All I right. give guidance throughout the process. I was lucky enough to grow up in the business. So I've tried to get away. I just can't do it. I love it.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a steep and somewhat expensive learning curve. I know.
3: <laughs> yeah. yep. You know the market's busy when you see nothing but new people get in the business. Whether it's Yo. real estate or mortgage brokers, they just flock. Oh, hey, that sounds like a great idea. I should do that. You realize that the market's really good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah. that's also kind of like the click, click, click of the roller coaster when you see that happening, because huh? usually it seems, at least because I've been at home improvement for 26, 27 years now, when that click, 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 you get to the top, and then there's that free fall, and those same people that maybe didn't take it that seriously and weren't that good, they're not working at Starbucks. <laughs> it's kind of
3: funny <laughs> how that happens. <laughs> And they'll sell it. It's, no, no, it's a great marketing. See, I I give people coffee, and then I get their number, and then I sell them a house. Yeah, that's a great that's concept. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good call, Good uh-huh. call.
0: Well, that's what's cool about you. I mean, you've got you've got kind of the whole range of knowledge, which is fun because you've got the home improvement knowledge as well as the marketing knowledge to kind of put the whole package together.
3: Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've uh since I've grown up in the business, I've learned enough about construction, know plenty about marketing, I've lived on every side of town, yeah. that I can come in, I know enough to be dangerous. Which oh, is great, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great service for my clients. Almost too dangerous, because many times, someone can't see past paint color, let alone <laughs> moving a wall, or hey, what about this neighborhood? Or hey, I'm gonna live without a car. Oh, okay, that, that's great. You know anything about the bus lines? No? Okay, perfect, let's <laughs> go ahead right, and look downtown, down. yeah. that's great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you moved into my neighborhood a few years ago when mm-hmm. I was living in Lake O. Oh, and okay. oh yeah, he was around the corner from oh, me, okay, So, okay. and he bought the. You moved into the neighborhood and took out that one neighbor that nobody oh, liked, yeah. and you took the one house that nobody liked and
2: actually turned it into something.
3: Yeah, no, I, I found the worst house on the block. It was horrific.
2: That's always a piece of advice I was always given. Cheapest house in the nicest neighborhood, you'll make money.
3: Yeah, and I've, I've obviously shown thousands of homes. And when I walked into this place, it was so full of garbage, and oh. it was horrific.
0: That back bathroom I heard, I hadn't even been in there, but I heard some of the bathrooms were yeah. hazmat sites.
3: Yeah, it literally, when my wife and I closed on this house, neighbors showed up, they brought us wine, cookies, they said, <laughs> thank God you're going to fix this place, please stay. <laughs>
0: I mean, this isn't a nice neighborhood in Lake Oh, and right. there were whole, there were windows broken out and had oh. been broken out for. A while
3: oh yeah there were stories of uh, the kids being kicked out of the house sleeping on the front yard there was I found more bongs and knives in the backyard <laughs> I have no idea what went on in that <laughs> house
2: you know, you know, you never want to know the history I I bought mine in st. John's wood almost 20 years ago and the neighbors immediately came over oh yeah there used to be a band living there yeah I remember when there was a big hole in the roof for like years <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh great uh, yeah thanks we'll call that disclosure that's, that's <laughs> yes, exactly yes. what we need <laughs> No, I've been lucky enough that when I see an opportunity, it's, it usually goes to my clients. Every once in a while, I'll step back and think, mm, I can tackle that one. Yeah. And I enjoy it. When I make the time, it's great to tackle the project.
0: It is. But that's the problem, is the time.
3: Correct.
2: <laughs> Dude, everything just takes time and money. That's what the problem is. I know, but those are, two, those are
0: end up being two roads <laughs> that are hard to cross. Mm-hmm. Because you have usually one or the other, because the other one requires the other one, and it's one of those things that those crossroads are tough to find.
3: Yep. Well, and the hot button right now is, too, It's like, hey, I've got time. Great. How's my contractor? Oh, yeah, you're six to eight weeks out, and you might not show up. Well, okay. Well, I got ideas, but now what do I do?
0: Well, okay, so I've been on the Nextdoor app here for a while since moving in here, and I've been selling some stuff on the Nextdoor app and just... Clearing stuff out of the garage, which has been kind of cool. Sold a bunch of stuff over the weekend, which is cool. Just making up some space in the garage. But you see so many people on that app that are trying to, oh, I'm going to be my own general contractor. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm oh, like, God. in today's day and age, with the way the market is right now, you're screwed before you even start. Yep. The Absolutely. plumber's not going to show up. The electrician's not going to show up. And this is nothing bad to say about those trades. But when they've got a contractor that's their bread and butter that they work with, or dozens of them, and you're the one homeowner that if you walk away, they really don't care, you're last in line. And you're going to be last in line through the entire project. So if any one of those dozen contractors that is their bread and butter calls up and goes, Hey man, I need you tomorrow. I know know you're two weeks out. Guess whose job they're not showing up for exactly, I can promise you it's yours,
3: yeah, yeah, and honestly, they have to contractors to say, "Hey, listen, I may still bid a job, but I'm going to do it two times the value, and you know what? If they take it at two times the normal value, maybe I'll show up for that but <laughs> well, it's 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 tough to see, and some of these guys have been around for years, but they're well, in a spot they can make the choice they can, and then this is where online.
0: Um, lead reviews and lead services and stuff. Uh-huh. This is where the bad side of that is because these guys are going to give you a, a a bid that's two or three times it if they don't want to do the job because they know they're going to get a bad review for yeah, telling you no. It.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: If they say no, I'm not. I'm too busy. I'm not good. You could rail on them of not giving them a bid on the review site. So they're going to give you numbers, but they could be horrible. numbers for you and great numbers
3: for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, there's still some credit to be given to to those sites because at least it's 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 either professional generated or it's the general public and you can still scan through and say, okay, this guy actually did the work. This guy, ah, I got a bid way too much. Does he actually fit that criteria? So you have something to lean on or the general public has something to lean on. But it's still better to give me a call or give a realtor a call and say, hey, who do you have for this? And even my guys may be out of ways, but at least I have you got the Almost relationship. 20 years yeah. of a relationship to say, yeah, these guys will take care of you. I do trust them. It may take some time, but you plan for it. Yeah, Absolutely. have
2: seen their work. You know it's good. You uh-huh. know they'll show up eventually. But
3: I have seen a couple of the lead services out there, um,
0: and I'll say not Angie's List, uh-huh. where I have been at a job site. I have heard the lead service call them up and say, hey, you just got a bad review. If you give me a $700 payment, we can make it go away.
2: <laughs> no way. Yes. Well, okay. Now in all fairness, yes, that does happen. But if you're really bad, you can't afford to do that for much longer. No, 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 you can't. But I mean
0: the one thing with the Angie's list, if you get a bad review, it's there. It's there and the, your lotto winnings aren't gonna hide that in there. Sure. But some of these other services I've been I've sit there and heard the guy getting his credit card number going, There was a drywaller that I was watching this happen to and I'm like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Yeah, they're can, like, oh, yeah, I got a bad review, and now I'm going to make it buried on their away. website. Yeah.
3: yeah, it can Ugh. be a dirty business. Think about also the, the people that want to get things done. Say I'm going to take a listing, and someone wants to come in and have various things done that I've, I've asked them to do. They often will go to the lowest common denominator or the cheapest bid to get Craigslist. it done. <laughs> exactly, Craigslist. Bad start. Or someone that can do it two weeks faster than the next guy and doesn't have good reviews. Well, there's a reason there's not good reviews many times. So they end up going cheap on the front end, pay double because they've got to hire another guy afterwards, and <laughs> then it still doesn't look right. No, and then the
0: guy coming back, and he's fixing somebody else's work. He's already mad, so you're not getting any breaks there because he's fixing somebody else's hot mess yep. off of whatever, and it's just a sideways deal. And yep, it goes and goes and goes. Oh, yeah. It's chasing tail. So what are the hot things you're seeing now out there that are kind of the push-button items that if you're selling a house out there that... People people are just looking for for. what are what are the what are the it used to be cherry cabinets you know or something like that. What's what are the things that you're seeing out there that are kind of the it's actually funny
3: it's cheap and easy for builders because white has come back around. You know, as a designer, you know plenty about this. It's one of those of, of I see clients come through and they'll paint like a walnut cabinet and they'll have it shot. We had a client last year on a nice high end home, two million dollar home. They came in and said, "I'd love this house, but I need those into dark cabinets painted." So. They spent fifteen thousand. It is. It's terrible. But it was. It was a preference, and and yeah. the builder had a hard time doing it. But that's what they wanted, so they got it done. Yeah. But yeah, current trends are the white cabinets, gray walls, yep. mix of floors. We have new engineered flooring, which is fantastic. That starts looking more like uh, like regular hardwood. Why well, I just one... did the
0: segment and put it in the condo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff looked pretty good. Oh, dude, I loved it. By the yep. way,
2: we were just going in the duplex as soon as I. Had it <laughs> on. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> turned
0: out good in there you Yeah. Know? it's and that's quality stuff but it it'll take anything you throw at it
3: it's funny over the years i've noticed that, that you know sometimes people can't see past paint color so if they see a, oh i love that house but it's pink well yeah how's the layout number of rooms location schools everything is that great yeah but it's pink well, I can fix that part. What about <laughs> yeah. everything else? I can't. What if I found you a perfect house in the wrong neighborhood? Yeah. But so to that point, we can also mask a lot of problems on a house by making it pretty or faux pretty stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know enough where Sheesh. you know most of those walls aren't square. It's just trim and doors and molding. And, oh, yeah. But you can make a house beautiful for a dry next to nothing. drywall or anything. It's pretty what amazing I mean? <laughs> what you can hide behind that. How do you think we sold our
2: single family? <laughs> in all yeah. fairness, the guy gutted it as soon as he bought it. So I wasn't too worried about it because my bathroom job was awful oh, <laughs> no. was it a shit show it, well it's one of these things you have three days okay. it's like okay I gotta completely retrim out the bathroom and put new fiberglass enclosure in like three days oh, so right. it was a shit cool. oh, show on, and <laughs> oh, on top everything no. else on top of that Okay. Luckily, he ripped the bathroom and the kitchen out, so I didn't feel too bad about it. <laughs> but I would walk, it was just down the street from our house, and so I'd walk by and I'd see the door open and I'd go the other way, because I didn't want him cursing me for all this shit.
3: Either. Nice. Oh yeah, don't touch the walls, they're still wet, but it's fine. You it's can fine, it's it. fine, it'll be great, it'll be great. Exactly. I've seen a lot of people get rid of tubs. It's, we need to keep one tub in a house, but overall, and it doesn't matter the size of the house, they want the walk-in showers, they want the tile, they're hopping on something like house, they're seeing cool walk-ins, like, oh, yeah, my house is worth about... I don't know, three fifty or so. It's a smaller starter house in Portland, but I saw this two million dollar house on House, and they've got a whole room <laughs> you can walk in, and I want one of those. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah, no. it's not necessarily how it works. But... I mean,
0: that's it's funny because I see that too, where people will come in with these house profiles or or Instagram pictures or Pinterest, and it's like you realize what house you have. I mean, you've got seven foot ceilings in this bathroom, and then. The worst part of that is you're sitting there with it and you want this 32 foot ceiling that you've got in the picture and you want to pull it off. It's some of that yeah. and the illegal stuff that's done on those things you could never pull a permit and pull off. You know, oh, I love the chandelier over my bathtub. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: oh, I, I even reach up and pull myself out of the tub to tub- get out. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's
0: great. But how, I mean, I can't, I've seen thousands of those pictures. Oh, this is so beautiful. It's illegal. Yeah, it's pretty, but it's pretty.
1: Yeah.
3: No, no, it's, tight. It's, it's, it's fine. It's tied to a GFCI, and you'll be fine. It'll just hurt for a second. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: the thing that always surprises me. When, yeah, people, they want to pull out the tub or do stupid shit like that. I'm like, you realize you're going to sell this house someday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be yours forever.
3: Yeah, oh, I'm lucky I just... enough. I try and train my clients ahead of time. So here's the deal. You're going to close on this house. You're going to have lots of dreams. You're going to have a whole punch list of what you want to do. Let's think about what you're going to do when you're going to call me in five or six years. Yeah. Are you exactly. going to get to these in five years when you call me? Have you done those? If not, you're going to have to do them then. Yeah. That's one item. Two, if you're going to do something, call me first. I can either give you somebody <laughs> or say there's a dollar for dollar return, or you're getting zero back for you doing it for you. Yeah. So if you call me ahead of time, at least I can help you. If See, not. Yeah. See, on the remodeling side, one of the things that we're running
0: into in the City of Portland, for instance, and this is the nightmare situation. Because in building permit land in the city of Portland in Oregon, there's no grandfathering in; it doesn't exist. So if somebody took that 1910 house and took the second floor and made it into a (laughs) bedroom, yes, (laughs) and made that into a bedroom and bathrooms, if you go to pull a permit to do a master bathroom model on that second floor, and you go down to the permit office, they're going to give you that permit, and so the contractor is going to gut it. Everything's kosher. Until the first inspector shows up, walks up the stairs and goes, what the fuck is all this? Yeah, what's all yep, this? Even though the city said, go ahead on it. Because I saw this happen about two years ago. And these two guys ended up doing this master bathroom model. It was a little tiny master bathroom model. And high-end fixtures. I mean, we had the, the Toto Bidet and everything else in there. Super cool. And this exact thing happened. And it was a little storybook southeast home with the... Brick on the outside, absolutely gorgeous. They made them bring the entire house up to new shear code for 2017. Oh, so they had to rip off yes. the Spanish plaster oh, no. on the inside of the house on the first level, do shear walls. They had to put in, take the post. The footings weren't big enough in the basement, so they had to rip the basement apart and put big 4 by 4 foot footings down below and dig that out. So this was
2: $129,000 for their $40,000 remodel. Yeah, see, that's why I've never pulled a permit on my place. We haven't done anything. <laughs> no, let's get with that. Let's back up. On that one, yeah. Exactly. I made sure my deck was not higher than whatever the forty-eight inches or whatever, yep. and, and all of that, and it's worked out. But for that very same reason, I mean, my house has been a rental f- since the '60s. Yeah. And you know, it was garbage when I got it, and you, you can tell that. Well, you were over there. Yeah. That whole front little porch that was an add-on that ain't code. Mm-hmm. The whole back half of the house that was added on that, that ain't, ain't code. code. It's
3: you know but all right, question from the real estate side though. Did you know that going in when you bought it?
2: Oh, I didn't know anything.
3: Oh, okay. I bought that
2: house <laughs> when I, I think it was like twenty nine and it was the same sort of thing. My rent out in Beaverton was going up a hundred bucks a month. I'm like, well shit, I can get a mortgage payment cheaper than that. Yep. Off to St John's uh, you go. Off to St. John's. <laughs> there you go. Now in all fairness, I've been there since we bought ninety no, ninety nine. I bought yeah. ninety nine. And wow. you know, so we did well. Even if mm-hmm. we were to sell it tomorrow, so you know. Yeah, it would be fine.
0: Absolutely. It will be fine. But so, anyway, so what I tell people now is when you're working in the city of Portland now, and you're going to start to do this, go down to the building department and take a look at what your square footage is. Okay. Compare that to what the assessor has. And if those two match, you're probably okay. Because the assessor usually has the square footage pretty close because they want those tax dollars.
1: Uh
0: Now, if the building department says your house is... 920 square feet and the assessor says it's 2200 square feet you've got some larger problems
3: yep you actually hit on a hot button do you know about that what the cities are doing
1: no
0: No.
3: clackamas county washington county multnomah county are now employing people to search through and look at tax records Mm -hmm. look at rmls sheets see who sold what and they are now comparing notes on square footage versus sold Oh, so I'm oh. getting calls from clients because clients are getting or uh, clients are getting love letters saying, hey, um, our tax records show that you have more square footers than what you paid for. We'd like to come by. <laughs> if you don't respond, they'll come knock on your door. Every once in a while, you'll see them in your yard checking things out. So I'm getting calls never from clients saying, no, house. no, never let them in. Now, never let them in. there's a flip side to that. We actually <sighs> hear stories sometimes on the other side mm-hmm. that – if you don't let them in, they kind of use their own discretion of, ah, the sale says this, the photo says this, tax records, we're going to ballpark your house is worth this much. Now, they can go retroactive for seven years. Bastards. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. bastards. So, so
0: maybe if the house isn't awesome, you might want to let them in.
3: Very much so. But think about how many downtown Portland homes still show two-bedroom, one-bath, 900 square feet versus the actual 2,200 square feet you now have.
0: Oh, yeah, because you got the the basement that was never finished, the second story that was never finished, and now you've got four bedrooms, three bathrooms, and, you know, everything else. So, yeah, there's a lot of those. I mean, like, most of them (laughs) Mm -hmm. that have been converted over the
3: years. So there's now city employees that are looking for that. So now you have two ways. One, they're going to try and find on their own, online. Mm -hmm. Two, when you go in for the permits... You yep. already know you're going to get hit by. Oh, that's pretty over there, but what about this side? And wait, I don't remember that addition on the record. <laughs> Double-edged sword. Oh, it's, it's dirty. It, it's really it. dirty. It's tough. It is. It Portable is.
2: Wants, they, they're going to cash in on
0: this real estate boom we got going on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let alone when you get when you get pull your permits. Like if we we're going to pull a permit for your house, Sparky?
2: Geez, no, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Hypothetically. Let's Hypothet- go into hypothetical <laughs> land here. Sure. If we go into hypothetical land here on your house, if we pull a kitchen permit for your house. Yeah. And we do it, they're gonna make you plant three trees in your front yard. Because you don't have enough. Really? If you pull a permit in the city of Portland of over twenty four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and you have no trees in your front yard, they're going to tell you. No, no I have, no, no, I, have no, no. <laughs> I have trees. I do have three. No. big trees. Big trees. Oh, we had to take that one down. I know. But if you they will come in, if they With don't permit, have like canopy style no. trees, your little Japanese maple doesn't count right big canopy style trees if you don't have them they will tell you what trees you can put on off their list how big they have to be and where you have to put them they will go out with their spray can with white and tell you you got to put one here you got to put one here and that's on your final inspection and these trees can be because they want big ones when you put in of course you can spend 2500 bucks putting trees in your front yard easy real quick
3: so, so that new deck's going to cost you a little extra <laughs> <laughs> off, the, off yeah. the front. Your new dick. Uh-huh. My new <laughs> Actually,
2: no, now it's just the roof over the deck.
0: Oh, there we go. I'll have to show you the uh, New Zealand deck sealant commercial. Deke-sealant?
2: Yes. Done.
3: And De- you, go-
0: you got to Google that, guys. Go on to YouTube. Go New Zealand deck-sealant. But you
2: got to say it with a accent? New Zealand accent. So yeah. it's worth it. no it's worth a watch yeah you made my wife watch it she cracked up if, if my <laughs> wife will crack up at wow. it it's, yep. it's, pretty
0: good. it's pretty good i got skip Medell one time on an arizona radio show and skip is my buddy from uh, new york that did catch a contractor mm-hmm. with uh, adam carolla so the host in arizona called me up and says hey you want to punk skip on my radio show <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely i do so he asked me call in and i called in i went Hey, skipper! I'm just such a fan of yours, and going off and doing this thing. And I said, "I heard you're being sponsored by New Zealand Deek Sealant." Is that true? <laughs> and he goes, "I think I know who this is." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. So it was so funny. We punked
2: him like that way. So yeah, you're
3: anyway, a, you're a dangerous friend to have. All right, that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I just have my. I just see the number, and I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> let that go to voicemail.
0: <laughs> Except when I'm tech support.
2: Yeah, well, okay, that happens too. Yeah, DIY
0: tech support. Yeah, no, dude,
2: come and look at this. this. It moves too much. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. <laughs>
0: That's how it works. You know how it is. Your tech support for for real estate the same way.
3: A million different things. I've probably lost a million tools too. Hey, do you have one of those? Yes. Yes. Do you want to borrow it? yes of course can i have it back eventually yeah in a couple months that's yeah, sure, perfect a sure, sure. couple months couple years yeah, yeah. I had your pressure washer for about six months there you go yeah there we go that's a common one i just bought a new one because i couldn't find the one i gave away By the <laughs> so. way, uh, speaking of pressure washers i need to buy that again okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> good i need out in my garage for a little bit so i'll load it up when we leave <laughs> done oh, on that I air like conditioner it. too oh yeah well you, you got oh you, you don't have a big enough vehicle now nah, we'll come back with the truck. okay <laughs> we'll come back with the i got a question yes Keep hearing so much about millennials, not buying, renting. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to that? I mean, is there a certain point that if it is, I, I'm assuming it's true at this point, is there a certain point when they get kids and family that they start buying? I mean, where, where are we
3: at with this? That's the funny part for me is, is I'm kind of, I can't say I'm passionate about it, but I think it's more of a joke to me because I've watched Multnomah County plan for the boom of the millennials staying downtown. Yet I keep getting phone calls from those same millennials that are having kids and they realize, ooh, we have one car, Oh, we yeah. don't have a car. Or, oh, Sean, I want a, I want a yard. Well, yeah, we can do that downtown, but let's see, a starter house, depends on where you're looking. We're looking at starting at five and change. Oh, you want more of a starter house? Well, we're gonna move to the burbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay they were not getting a lot of pushback. So despite okay. what Multnomah County is saying, like, no, no, we're planning for, I think the last stat, don't quote me on this, but when I had someone come through, they were planning for somewhere in the neighborhood of over the next 20 years, 160,000 units, when they count all the buildings. Yeah. So a 20 year cycle, and everywhere else in the burbs was very small numbers. They said, oh no, older people and millennials are staying downtown. Well, so far from what I'm seeing, no. Millennials are are definitely making the change. It's a great idea. Sure, they have they have a decent income with no kids. Yeah. Then they have kids. Then reality comes in. Reality of, oh wait, no, in. no, no. I know, like I love this lifestyle, yeah. but I want to walk down the street to the restaurant. But I want a yard and good schools. Oh, and a place to park. Uh-huh. I, want to, I want to have tools in the garage now.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
0: that I gotta fix my own stuff, because now that I have kids, I can't afford, afford to pay. It. That's exactly like, what it is. To do it.
3: So I better figure out how to do it. It's a. T- I mean, it's still a hot button. They they have classes on millennials, which is comical to me. Okay. Absolutely. Do you fit the Boomer generation or the X or you millennial? Okay, millennial. You, you, are you, you kind of saying fuck off to everybody? Well, no, because once you do that, you realize well, you kind of have to go back on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you actually are going back to the regular parenting protocol of I want schools, neighborhood walkability, yard, ease of safety. life, safety.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that was the thing I was. <clears throat> my wife and I were talking about the other day. You see, you keep hearing this: millennials aren't buying. They're not buying. They're renting. They're renting. And out in St. John's, my neighborhood, it's twenty-five to thirty buying all the new stuff out there. And I'm like, "Eh, okay, I'm not necessarily
3: buying all this. Mm -hmm. So So also it's part uh, price point. In all yep. reality, you look at Saint John's and they've been growing like mad. Yep. You know, around Cathedral Park. Nopo changed, North Portland changed a while ago. Adidas came around yep. around the school, mm-hmm. prices kept going up, kept going up, then it went to St. John's. Mm-hmm. St. John's is a great spot, close into downtown. It's fun, it's funky in some areas, and then you go too far one direction, completely different shift. Yeah. And, and and the home <laughs> prices are still very low.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's what we did. We sold one and moved just a little further out and got duplex for a great price, but it's coming up. The house behind us just sold for Three sixty. That was a remodel.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. so, and that's actually a decent price for the area. It's it's funny to me that that they kind of the whole concept of sticking it to the man, kind of bucking the trend. No, no, we'll do this differently. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you just you <laughs> can't fight it. Around. It just no. yeah yeah. I mean, we'll see how it changes. But price point alone is shifting them out of downtown. Yeah. it's well, not it making too. sense.
2: Uh, the people I know that still live downtown bought their twenty fourth floor condo for five hundred thousand dollars ten years ago. Yeah. and they can't get out of it. Now they can. Yeah, now they can. But for a while, there was like a timeshare. You were stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. It was like, what did I fucking tell you, man? (laughs) If you
3: can keep a place, keep it rented... Or keep it and keep it furnished and make that a short-term rental. It's a great investment, even for the next couple years, because we have so many people that still want to sell, but they know they can't find something. I mean, our trend is starting to change, though. We have an odd little slowdown in our market right now, but it's also because people have been overpricing so much that it's taken a little longer to sell a home because they're having to pull back. Really hot areas downtown, sure, they're still disappearing, but they're actually, you know, it's, hey, let's, let's tack another 20 or another 50 on top.
2: Well, where is the new affordable neighborhood in Portland? Or is there one anymore?
3: Define affordability.
2: Well, I (laughs) mean jump down like is it like I would say under I would say three fifty and under. Can you touch anything in Portland for under 350 these days?
3: Mm-hmm. Milwaukee.
2: Milwaukee. I was going to say, push, Milwaukee. Oh, that's that's yeah, your I mean, growing that's, area. Actually, yeah. Milwaukee is not a bad little area. No. No, I mean, the it's downtown growing. Is cute. It, it's it's kind of like St. John was. you got the Saint Max John's now. That, you
0: got the ago. Max line that's popping in there, yeah. which is just going to make that get more expensive quicker.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know. The trend for me, the one thing I, I haven't seen happen, it's usually indicative of a really hot market too, is I used to do a lot of condo conversions. So we start okay. taking apartments, convert them to condos, yeah. and then you see people paying absurd prices <laughs> for these former apartments. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you realize, okay, wait, this is really close in. And uh-huh. I'm spending way too much on these things. What are they paying for houses? And you realize that element will never, I mean, you can't make money out of that. They'll get back yeah. to even eventually. Yeah. And sure, if we want to look on a 20 year cycle, you're going to be close into downtown. Yeah. But you're still in that same little box that has four to five units and then an open basement down below that you yeah. just spent 300000 for for without parking. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, yeah, that just doesn't make sense. I it look doesn't. more for now. It's it's the change in lifestyle, right? St. John's has changed a ton. Yeah. You look at parts like Alberta, further out in Division. We keep keep adding better restaurants, coffee shops, bars, and change. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, it's, it's yeah.
0: you know I love that food cart up the street from your place. Carts, carts. I mean yeah. that's mm-hmm. that whole get that whole thing porch. up there. Oh yeah, the
2: beer porch. Is oh great. dude, I can't. We can't even go there on like a Friday night. Forget about it. Really? No, it's like Monday lunch. Anymore. I mean, it's bad in your own neighborhood when you can't go to your regular spots. And I get that everybody bitches and moans about it. But I mean Heather and I at this point are just sitting back and watching our home values on both of our properties. We're like, <laughs> fucking bring whatever you uh-huh, want. Exactly. Just keep going. It in. Well they
0: had the uh the Beaverton night market or whatever here this last weekend. Uh-huh. And I guess that thing was so packed, I heard. We were gonna go, but I'm like, Oh, it's just gonna be so packed, I don't wanna deal with it. That I guess it was so packed that you couldn't move around, and they had like twice as many people as what they Portland night markets like that. Yeah, it's insane down there. Yeah, like it's summertime; you know?
3: people are begging for something yeah. to do outside. Yeah, and
0: throw an event, boom, everybody shows up.
3: Yep, exactly. So I
0: noticed in uh, Lake Oswego, mm-hmm. and you're down south like that, and because I used to be down there too, I noticed that they're going after the Airbnbs. Did you <sighs> see that in the paper this past? No, last?
3: I didn't see the latest on so it. So
0: they, uh, the city council is going is trying to ban. Short-term rentals in the city. Are oh, really? Mm. So they're going to... Going after the San Francisco... Going model. after that model. And they said that they're going to start putting... like They're trying to come up with a plan to put like code inspectors that are going to jump on these sites and just start going after people. Warn them once,
3: find them again. So we've already actually hit them with tax. So we're yep. actually making money on them. Yeah. Now they want to get rid of them. Yeah. Because the theory home values are lessened by someone coming through?
0: No. Right? right. Yeah. I mean... So, you got a neighbor that's renting the place out every few weeks
2: when they go on vacation or go to Europe. Right. Who cares? Yeah, it's well, I mean, fantastic. It's, I think they're worried this is going to turn into downtown San Francisco, which it's not. You know, I mean, that's. We have to do even poorer
0: planning than we're doing now to turn <laughs> <some> <laughs> right. Right
2: now. Yeah. We've I think we're going to touch on that one. We got yeah.
3: roads. We got all kinds of stuff to hit uh, that.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we can go a long ways on that one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We got to turn this into much bigger of a shit show to be. Uh, to be downtown San Francisco.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on the county and the municip- municipality, obviously. Uh, Clackamas County, and especially Lake Oswego in general, Yeah. they like to put their hands into everything. Um, Can't even
0: trim your trees down there without going to get a permit.
3: Nope. Did I ever tell you the story about the development that we uh, we got fined for? No. Okay. There's a good one. I'll make a yeah, long one. story short, okay? <laughs> so we had five acres that we were developing in Lake Oswego. Okay. There were five acres of berry bushes on this thing. Berry, uh, berry bushes are invasive species. Yeah. Yeah. Hired a crew to go, take out all the invasive species. Back up two steps. Before we sold the property, the neighbor had already been fined for not cutting out these berries. So he's got a letter and a fine from the city for not cutting these down. (laughs) Okay. Fast forward. Sold the property. Still helping the developer out. We go through and we get all the berries. Mow everything down. Well, we nicked two limbs. Not trees, but we took two limbs out. Developer was fined $5,700 and was forced to plant a thousand organ berries and guarantee their, what, their livelihood for three years. <laughs> so, there's... Now that's not a buildable lot. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's a section. They lost a huge section <laughs> along the wetlands. So, five acres ended up with 18 homes versus the 24 24 that have yeah. had. Yeah. Jeez. But the part of that was when it comes to trees, um, repairing rights, anything else they will jump on you, and they will oh. do that before any other building code violation. Oh, yeah. If you have to get through that section of the city, you're out of luck.
0: The oh. latest one I've seen on remodeling, too, is the
2: DEQ going after the asbestos stuff. We've talked about that, lead and asbestos. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finally saw that sign down at the uh, the recycling center, at the trash oh, yeah. place down on that. Yeah, I was telling Heather about that. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, before we do the kitchen.
3: Oh, have you not got stuck in the line for that yet? No, <laughs> no, oh. not yet.
2: no. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We were hauling, hauling mattresses,
0: old mattresses, because we upgraded the girls' mattresses and stuff, hauling mm-hmm. that stuff down there, and uh, and oh yeah, that line gets to be a good one down there. Oh, oh, we yeah.
2: finally took all that crap with that front deck that we tore apart, yeah. or re- what the hell you want to call it? Replaced. Replaced. We'll cut, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, redeaked. Finally, re, yeah, redeaked. <laughs> took, finally <laughs> took all that crap to the, to the dump before the in-laws got here, and holy shit. Yeah. I don't miss the dump. No. no okay, so
3: I've made it easier. I finally got smart after 20 years of real estate and lumping. I don't know how much there. I'm a different realtor than most. I went and bought a dump trailer. Oh. So I'm 40, <laughs> but to sit back, I, sure I can lump stuff out. But to sit back and watch a trailer and hit a button, yeah, just watch it lean up and just, a, and just yes, yes. dump. It's fantastic. Yeah. But I learned the asbestos deal the hard way. I took a client's load to the dump. I sat there for an hour, and everybody was handing these little flyers, cute, colorful little flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need a, Yeah, sure. I get up to the front. Well, have you had this tested? What tested? I'm at the dump. Oh, no, no. We need this and this and this and this and this tested. Where do you get that? I, I don't know, but you have to have it tested. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. I need to turn around, go figure out where to get a test and come back.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. And they're
2: going to charge you more because it's in the trailer because now they have to prove it came out of the house. Yep. Okay, so yeah, we got to have a conversation about this later because I got tenants moving out in the next six months and that bathroom needs to get done. It needs to get ripped to the studs. I think Bob needs to come out and look at it. Yeah. Otherwise,
0: now, here's the it's other thing I've heard, too. Payers. So, people have been going across the river Vancouver. to Vancouver really? to get rid of it because they're not as lenient up there. Because Washington's a little bit farther behind. But I've heard <laughs> now that the uh, the Clark County Sheriff's Department's been hanging out over the, up there.
1: Oh, that's watching, funny. For watching for loads
0: coming across <laughs> and following them or documenting it and seeing if they come back across. Wait, what about Salem? The no, Salem, yeah. Oregon, <laughs> Oregon is all DEQ.
2: Okay, so
0: uh-huh. they're going across there, doing that, and then when they come back,
2: now you were traveling, now you were transporting hazardous materials no, across the state line. You know, it's probably it's probably cheaper if you just told them, not. "I fucking went and dumped it in the forest." <laughs> Sorry, I'll take the I'll take the fine. I'm I'll take the fine. I'll take the two hundred dollar dump
0: fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, it's, it's, this could be another topic for you guys because the first time I ran into this, I thought about what about the small remodeler? What about yeah. you going through for a bathroom where you're going to get hit for 50 bucks a sample or you can pay somewhere between $1,000 and 2000 to have your whole house tested yeah. to be certified? Well, go per sample, how many samples do I need? If someone's going to do a $500 job, just yeah. miscellaneous, yeah, I yeah. still need sheetrock tested. I still need the flooring tested. Yeah. Everything else, all of a sudden, we're going to double the cost based upon might. Now, here's what throws me off. It's any home that was built prior to 2004. Yeah. that's So that's a lot of Portland. That's that's most that's of Portland. Most yeah. of Portland. Most of Portland.
0: And they still use asbestos in building materials today.
3: Uh-huh. Just like lead. I disclose yeah. on lead and paint. Well, yeah, it's a binder. That's how it keeps paint together. Don't Boosty. chew on it and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No well, Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, now the, the big thing now is the, um, and this happened, I, I need an update on it, but Few uh, month and a half ago, the roof recycling guys closed up because the DEQ came in and said there is asbestos in tar paper in roofing tar paper. So they were storing it there at the recycling place and putting it wow. through, and they said you are storing a hazardous material legally. So they said screw it, we're done. They closed up. So now I'm seeing roofing companies have to come in and test the asbestos, make sure to, on the tar paper, uh-huh. and if it if it if it's positive which is probably a 50/50 shot. Yep. Now you're doing an abatement on the roof and you got to bag the entire roof and yeah. haul all those thousands of pounds off and pay hazmat fees. Now I yeah. saw a homeowner, I don't know if you saw this. Uh <laughs> homeowner got fined uh, $30,000 cuz they they knew that they had to do a test. They had they did the test, came back and they hired a non-licensed asbestos person to do it. They got hit for 30,000.
3: Is that the also the realtor? years ago, it was in the, or the last it was year, was in that, the news. Oh yeah, that's that yeah, one. Yeah, I know exactly who it is. You yep. know who that is?
0: Yep. And then uh, I got actually gotten a little bit of trouble on this one, the radio, because we read the press release and they complained. But, Oops. Um, it, was they couple, it was a general terms. <laughs> yeah, general terms here. Sponsor? Nope. Welcome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. I agree with that. But anyway, um, this company, uh, who has had many run-ins with the state, um, painting company, had written. The DEQ had caught them. There was, you know, asbestos everywhere after this, quote-unquote, ceiling that got taken out. Uh And they had taken all the popcorn out and then charged the homeowner for, like, so many bags of hazardous materials, but they weren't licensed to do it. So they did their... Yeah, I mean, they even put in the paperwork and the receipt that they were hauling off, like, I'll make a number up, 10 or a dozen bags of asbestos material, double bag, blah, 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 blah. But they weren't licensed to do it, so they got hit with like thirty, thirty-one thousand dollars. Oh jeez, you know, and that's that's painful, Ooh. painful. Mm-hmm. All so it's
3: hard all though. It. They make the the hard the harder the process, the more expensive they make it. The more illegal stuff that will go on versus making it well, simpler. That's the thing. Yeah. i
2: think I'm joking about dumping shit in the forest, but <laughs> it I might see be it easier. On dirt well, down all, all the, the time, time, yeah. And it's just gonna keep happening, yeah. like. You know, some of these guys have had these homes since the, you know, 80s, 90s. They mm-hmm. can't afford... Well, they can barely afford the property right out there, let alone... Or, I mean, the property taxes anymore, let alone... This this disposing. refill is
0: sponsored by Double Barrel Stone Whiskey.
2: You're so good at that. That's a <laughs> read Right there. That's the first read <laughs> in our podcast. That's fantastic.
3: Oh, I'm going to join you guys more often. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a great job. <laughs> it's real
2: hard when you try and do this at like 10 a.m., though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that whiskey doesn't go down as easy. As you,
0: like you just need to be more of professional, there, Sparks. Uh, yes, <sighs> dude. I was a sailor
2: for four years. I, I had my professional run. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm still. Oh, wait strong. a minute.
0: We went to high school together. That was our professional yeah, run as well. <laughs> <laughs> still coming we back said to we hunt we're not going to talk
2: about that anymore.
0: Uh, we do have the nuclear button option that we both have kind of agreed to not tell those kind of stories because. We both have them on each Statue other. Statute of limitations so, and all. Statute of limitations and there's a mutual destruction clause here that we're like, you know, yeah, one of you <laughs> pisses can, the other one
3: off all of a sudden. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. nuclear
0: war and then everything's
3: gone at this point. So <laughs> that's fantastic. So yeah. well, let's talk a
0: little bit more about real estate.
3: Okay, just, just, <laughs> let, let's save you. Let's get, get let's, you out of this let's hole. Let's get me out well, of this hole right here.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where is? I mean, I, you, nobody knows. I mean, nobody has a crystal ball. Right. But eventually, it's gonna have to. I mean, it's slowing down now. But my, uh-huh. my theory was, and it has been for a long time, Portland has always been the cheapest city on the West Coast. For True. a long, long time. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to catch up with everybody else to a certain extent. We're going to equalize with... You know, California and, and Seattle and the other major cities, which it feels like we are. I don't close. think we'll catch up. No. I think, no, you know, no, no, no,
3: no. but I think that, you know, we're obviously driven by early on, driven through early 90s on. Yeah. It's been driven tech. by Californians, right, by yeah. tech. And a lot of Californians come up with cash. Yeah. I find that quite often. Seattle's still leading us in terms of values. But, you know, Seattle's we're catching up. up. It is. It is. I mean, I
0: lived up there for 15 years and moved down here four plus years ago and i was just up there last week and i mean you're talking median home in the mid Uh eights.
1: and i mean (laughs) i mean
0: it's a crazy number nutty i mean so my buddy ty who's a contractor up there i'll interrupt you with this story so he bought his grandmother's house i'm gonna say 20 years ago okay and this is in fremont nice little area of seattle up there and this he sold it a year ago so it would even be higher now but did some renovations but not crazy renovations this was your old 20s fremont house you know looks mm-hmm. gorgeous single car garage in the basement kind of house you know and yard was nice good fence looked good looked nice he ended up having an auction on that thing with the after he got it listed uh-huh. he had 18 offers and it was Jeez. up a hundred grand from it and he got into the nines with it and he bought it in the twos, I think.
2: Wow,
1: man!
0: You know, well, and... I'm watching
2: stuff on the bluff in St. John's. Going, well, they're asking seven to eight hundred grand. <laughs> One of the homes I looked at had builder quality appliances. I mean, yep. it was the cheap, and, and people are paying
3: it people are still paying it
2: they're still paying it
3: yeah it's just the lack it's it's access to downtown lack of options they have a view st john has has been depressed for quite a long time in terms of price they don't have the support around them in terms of they have grocery store but they don't have a lot of the extra amenities right that the rest of town may have but when you look purely at at, uh, access and uh, access downtown and the view you're gonna pay the premium but there's people are worrying less about appliances i i have builders that are building million dollar homes and I'm a little more vocal than most. And I'll give them shit for, for a million dollar house that they want to put a generic appliances in. I'm like, really? It's a great appliance, but... Or someone actually wanted to do the base midline of a Frigidaire. And he was coming up wow. from a $500,000 type home to a million. He didn't belong in that price point. No, But that's what he wanted to put in. I said, look, this is a discerning buyer. This is nuts. You can't... This is name brand that you're going to see it. Right. And you're going to get the return for this. But he look, couldn't look past it. Yep. So builders are getting cheaper and they can... Because it's of this market. I have a problem out, out towards Bethany out here where mm-hmm. the big box builders will avoid names, but basically they're knocking out homes in a hurry. Yeah, they are. And I've watched them. I drive the, every day. the price point that they're asking is absurd, and people mm-hmm. are paying it because of the tech sector, because of Nike, and the proximity to schools. I mean, there are yeah. great schools out here, which is oh, good, yeah. but nobody should ever pay six and change for a house that's got three-foot setbacks to the fence and to the next Fuck one, no. and then 20 feet to the back fence. You know,
0: we're now. renting out here just because we're only going to be out here for a little bit and get you know julie's kids for school but the craziness is i was out looking at those houses these are brand new that they had mm-hmm. somebody put in as rentals, and i went out there and looked when i was first coming out here this last year and when i could touch the back door and literally almost if i stretch touch the back fence
3: yep
2: oh hell no yeah, i they never they're getting understood it. that i've never understood that no. yeah
3: so to get back to your earlier yes. question about yeah. the no i bring it full circle back to Uh, when the market does change for me, I have a lot of clients avoid that type of new construction. Those will be the first to go backwards. Anytime that we see a downturn, the Mm -hmm. newer construction always gets crushed because people overpaid for a lot of these homes. When you're shopping, especially goes back to even millennials and kids and yards, you want a yard. Well, we need a home that's built mid nineties or older to have a decent yard. And that was part of the city saying, look, you've got an acre. Great. I'll take eight lots and a little swale for wetlands. Well, how many homes can you get? Well, let's see, I'm looking at 4,000 square foot lots and no setbacks. Well, that's Mm -hmm. a lot of that city driven, which was allowed the builders to make more money on it too. So I have a problem with that side of the new construction. But to shock you on values too, in Lake Oswego, I'll have people pay between 350 and 400 for dirt. So. yeah. yeah. That gives you an idea of, wait a second. Okay, if I'm paying not that for probably
0: dirt? flat dirt, that's probably yeah. dirt that you
2: got to do a bunch of work to to make it buildable. Because a lot of the easy ones are gone. Uh-huh. No, I'm, just, I'm watching a guy two blocks from me. His house has been there forever. I mean, obviously, everything out there has been. Sat yeah. on the market for a while. 5,400 square foot house. Basically, the basement, and it's three levels. Basement yep. is huge, all the way up, Three, uh, two story. No yard. I mean, from the back of the house to the neighbor's fence is eight feet. And yeah. that pretty much runs all the way around the house. That went for almost six wow. within about yeah. two months ago. And yep. they have gutted it. They've, they're easily putting 150, 200K back into the place. Oh, oh, man. All new windows. I mean, they're just they're going to town. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you A, you're either – you moved from California – Right, you made a shitload of cash, and yeah, you just you're sold done. your one point five house, and this is a sweetheart
0: deal.
3: Yeah, and that one point five house is a mid seventies day ranch. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Aluminum windows and, mm-hmm. and, and exactly no and insulation. Yeah, because there's, yeah. there's.
2: I, I, mean, I just can't, I, I, can't envision the market where these people are going to make money from this place.
3: Agreed. At uh, that point, the rise of the market. you Think, okay, when we go backwards, well, who, who's the next guy's going to buy that? Is mm-hmm. there a large buying pool for this, or is there a specialty buyer? contemporary homes cool it's a little different mix builders are skewing that direction because i can put a big box on a small lot yep no yard make it pretty inside and i can stretch it pretty far yeah so i put a client in a place out on the back side of Tabor, and it was a 3200 square foot lot they squeezed Ooh. it I squeezed a 2200 square foot house three oh, stories oh, up oh. there was no yard yeah. oh, no kidding mm-hmm. and that was mid fives wow so to give you an idea price in that area New knew it was pretty, still mostly walkable for there, no yard at all, one car, tiny garage. But you're reaching out, and there's the fence right yeah, there, right all there. the way around. It's
2: nice to know yeah. the new construction is what's going to slide over the oldest. Yeah, stuff. so what do you think about, like, um,
0: you know, again, predictability here, but I wonder how long it's going to take for, like, that northeast, kind of far out northeast stuff, you know, heading out towards the airport and getting mm-hmm. into... You know, heading out that way. How long it takes those neighborhoods to start really feeling it and punching up? Because I know there's still no, some good buys out there, but
3: so it's it, it's hard. You know, I get I walk a fine line on this. As as you know, theoretically, not theoretically, legally, I can't steer people to and from neighborhoods, right? No, Many times, not. I basically stated, "Hey, I wouldn't let my wife and daughter walk in this neighborhood." So, and I also won't get as much appreciation here. So, yeah. you use that as a judge. So, certain pockets like that.
0: Man, you get out in 85th, that, that area out there, yeah. man, I th- there are places out there that I will look mm-hmm. at, you know, if there's a blues band or something playing out mm-hmm. there, I look at that and I'm like, man, I am putting myself in serious
3: risk in this neighborhood. They don't I'm call it felony flats for nothing. No, I know. <laughs> I actually sorry, did my my first. Seconds. No, not at all. I did my first yeah. condo conversion off 122nd in Stark.
2: Oh, I know well. And uh,
3: yep. yeah, we on the when we cleaned out the the ten units we had, we had guns and knives and drugs and all kinds of stuff were all over the place. Sure. And my, my builder's like, hey, what do you think about selling these? I'm like, well, it can take a little while. <laughs> but Exactly. And it was yeah, it's it's yeah. just that there's a price point to, to get into that. It's hard to see something that large. Change. You have neighborhoods where, let's say there's older people that live there a long time. Yeah, yeah. That change in attrition, they've taken care of homes. There's mm-hmm. there a couple cars there. Yeah. Not 10 cars in the front of the yard. But <laughs> it's easier to take a home like that that's been cared for, make it beautiful, and keep going. Sure. When you've got one nice house on a whole street, so that's, maybe, a, that's a maybe, longer. And maybe yeah. that street
0: hasn't even been paved ever. Right. I mean, so, how about we still have plenty of those out there where right. they just, yeah, we didn't pave this road in Portland. I mean, that blows my mind uh-huh. that we have dirt roads in
2: Portland. i got dirt roads in my neighborhood. I know. I've got dirt, dirt roads point. in Lake
3: Oswego. The and back it, of first edition where it, they, don't, it, they it won't pave true. the back road. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. If you're going to charge 50000 for a permit and you're still not going to make them pave the back of that.
2: Screw you.
0: The exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I know. It's crazy, but...
2: Uh, my folks come from northern Idaho. We're used to not paved roads. <laughs> yeah, that driveway hasn't been paved for 20 years. Yeah, that's because they had so many hoods out there, and that's uh, not cars. <laughs> uh, they can't afford
3: to boom. live there anymore. I know it. See, so look on the on the short term. If you look at how Alberta's changed over, yeah, let's just no say kidding. a shorter six to eight year cycle. Yeah. Okay, and that might be stretching a little bit. Division has changed a ton mm-hmm. in the last yeah. three to five years. Now you know summertime comes around, everybody gets out. You see a restaurant pop up outside eating. There's life around there, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Yep. We go through a bunch of turn of homes, and it's better. Yeah, but then there's areas out there like
0: Gresham that used to be this cool little chill farming community, and now it has gone down in areas over the years. A lot
2: of the areas. I mean, downtown Gresham still has that little. Oh no, I love it. Areas. I mean,
0: yeah. you know, Julie's sister's a bartender down there, and it just one bartender of the year over there. I mean. Oh
2: yeah, the uh, bar
0: thirty three the, yeah, 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 over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean that's it's cute down there, but. Where's the crime on the news?
3: Right. It's out that way. It is. Yeah, I was going to say my question to you guys is if you were if you were actually out shopping, what are you, what is your criteria? What would you look out of? Hey, I or actually take this even differently. You're coming from outside of Portland. You yeah. come into Portland. You don't know anything about Portland besides maybe knowing a couple people. Where do you look? What do you look for to land in certain areas?
0: Yeah. Depending maybe. on what it is, it's going to be nightlife maybe yep. if you're younger. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I mean, price and nightlife are going to be two things for you. Right. Now Families, jump to if you have kids. Oh, now it's schools. Mm-hmm. Summer, now it's safety. Yeah. Now
3: it's, you know. Yeah, crime map, school. schools. Yep. Oh, that area is a three out of ten. Wow, that's kind of rough. The homes are great. But now I can't do that. And it yeah. shifts somewhere else. Yeah. So how you change that.
0: Now, now, now it's going to be interesting to see over the next few years because, you know, we're all in the relative same decade age uh-huh. here. But... You're gonna see now as the baby baby boomers die off. I'm sorry, baby boomers, probably not listening to this anyway. But <laughs> uh, so,
2: I think they know what's coming.
0: Yeah. I know, it's it's inevitable. It's the only guarantee in life. But seriously, as they go and then everybody moves up the ladder one rung,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, that again changes, you know. I mean, we're you know, in the neighborhood that, that you and I met at. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, that was when I moved in, we were There was a lot of, we were by far, you know, I'm in my mid to late 40s. We were the younger one in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And just in a handful of years, that changed.
3: Yeah, more recently, too. There were a lot of original owners in that, and that was mid-80s homes. Yeah. So they had raised kids, stayed there long enough, and now those same owners are asking Mm -hmm. me, hey, Sean, where's the nearest one level? That's a whole nother segment for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's that's why obviously you've got something like Claremont Golf Course. They can charge what they do for seventeen hundred square feet on a oh yeah. on a one nine hole golf course. Yeah, that's where
2: Julie's grandma lives. There know? you go. Oh, so we've got one of those family. properties up in Tri Cities. Yeah, Canyon Lakes. Canyon Lakes. Yeah, yeah.
3: great that's, investment. Anything yeah. one level carries a premium yeah. because the baby boomers are going, and then the next oldest are going to. Because in yeah. more in Portland, we can't build one levels. No. lots are too small. Yeah, yeah. So can't get the
0: real estate out of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Just doesn't dope. make sense.
0: So yeah, that's the interesting part of that because you look at that and you know, we're gonna see that whole kind of shift and then maybe I guess are the the next I don't even know what's after the after the millennials, whatever
2: the next,
3: what is group the next one is.
2: I don't know. I am sure there's a name for there's it. There's a name yeah. for it. Actually I read an article on
3: they were pretty good. It was
2: how are, how are ADUs when it comes to resale?
3: That's a unique animal. It really is. It's, it's in our future, unfortunately. It is. Well, yeah. and you know what? Uh, fortunately, I, I don't know. What the yet. la this is gonna, this, the stat is gonna be slightly off. But the last stat I had for actual legal ADUs was something like eight percent. of all ADUs that you see and being marketed, yeah. it was under ten percent for legal ADUs for- that are that were being sold out there. We have, uh, I'm part of Earth Advantage, so for more or less green building, and they've got a great instructor of what you need to do to build these things. So here's what shocks me: to build an ADU, it's Almost more expensive than a, a smaller house. The what they're charging per foot for an ADU really? is off the charts. Yeah. Now there's a monetary benefit to it, sure. But and they're building it right, but they're gonna get away with some setbacks for older homes, which is great. You can deal with that. But yeah. We're, I think the last time I talked to these guys, it was more between 220 and 240 a foot. Oh. It is. I mean, you're spending six figures on an ADU. Yeah. For a apartment above a garage or yeah. a physical.
2: Yeah, well, I, we, you know, we were talking about the in-laws moving in, and that's yeah. kind of what I just did a, a Google. That is Generation Z.
3: Okay. That's lame. That's what I said. It is. but Also I...
0: known as the I-Generation Post-Millennial Plurals or the Homeland Generation. Thank you, Wikipedia and Google. Oh,
3: well done. To the Internet. <laughs> to the Internet up we go.
0: So, yeah, I mean, the ADU thing is crazy and you know you're seeing that but if you think about it you know the average kitchen remodel in portland 66 grand okay so if you got to put a kitchen in you still got to put a refrigerator and the normal stuff in there and your average like five by seven bathroom remodel is like 17 grand for something inexpensive
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can spend six figures because you're still putting a bathroom and a kitchen in that little
1: thing
0: yeah, yeah. so you know and then you got to build the structure around it so it's easy to spend six figures on a ADU. If you're not careful,
3: well, the I think that's yeah. The thing that I'm run into in terms of of a lot of buyers. Oh, this is gonna be a bad statement for the radio, but a lot of agents are morons. There's a lot of new people in my industry that that no, that I, I agree, season, I fully agree with a it. ton, but they can't explain an asset and its value basically. So in terms of an ADU, a lot of them can't explain the actual value of that and how that incorporates into the sales price or future value. If you're using it for, let's say it's an Airbnb until that gets stopped. Well, great. You've got income coming from that. If you want to use it as a rental. Okay. Also great, but they can't explain that. You know, so I've run into it with solar before if no, no, that actually is income producing. Ah, what? Well, I know you're guaranteed about 30 grand out of that, that type of system, but it doesn't equate to me paying for your house. Yeah. So they can't factor that in for future I just had the solar
0: out. guys. I had uh, the company that I work with, uh, uh, Greenridge Power, on my show this uh-huh. last week. That was an interesting conversation. We had two hours on the radio show
3: wow. of okay.
0: solar. And I learned a lot, too. But we had all these people calling in, too, which was a lot of fun, too. But, you know, the the solar makes sense when they have all these tax incentives uh-huh. up. You know, I mean, that's where you start to take the chunk off of that. Right At the same time, I've seen some of these companies that... Um, I'll just say you see them at the, at the home center or wherever else that are out there pitching their pitching their wares. Yep. But the problem that you run into sometimes, if you've got somebody that doesn't know what they're doing with the design of the system, they're just going to get throw as many solar panels on the
2: roof as they can. Well, that's the problem you're running into right now. It's such a fresh industry. People are making money on it. You're going to get... But the People
0: problem the that I'm doing. seeing, though, is PGE only and this is what I ran into was I saw this on the next door app a guy was really upset because he had figured out he had signed up for a lease for his solar system. yeah problem was is he had such a big solar system they put in they didn't size it correctly that he put so much energy credits into his account. That he wasn't going to get it back, and I guess they reset every 12 or 18 months, and they set you back to zero, so and you lose money. your credits. Yeah. So he was paying know. for <clears throat> kilowatt hours on his lease that he wasn't going to get paid back for. Wow. So he was paying the guys, for, sense. and he didn't have credit. So they'd sized it made it really big. Mm-hmm. So you're good companies out there that will will guarantee you that
2: they've sized it correctly. If not, they'll fix it. And you've, you credits and things like that. But. Well, my in-laws did the same thing in California. They built it's more of a home than an ADU. I mean it actually yeah. has a garage. Okay. And they went with solar for the simple fact that it was cheaper to do that than to run all the permits to get the power run from the main house. It was all sorts of but the same sort of thing. They're on that that monthly they leased the yeah. system. And I, and I've always dug the solar. I think it's it's an awesome idea. But until you can get the battery backups at your place, right? I don't see you could have the in. best solar system in the world out there without batteries. I'm not home, and the problem though is, is with the solar
0: is okay. You're you're running backwards. If you lose power, you still got no power. You still got no power,
2: right? You know, and that's always been my th- issue with solar. Yeah, it's like until we can get the battery systems up at, at the wind, house, and you know, yep. well, uh, uh, Tesla has got the, the battery packs which well, seem well wait be... a minute
0: they have really pretty pictures of the battery packs <laughs> yeah, okay, right. yeah. and they have really yeah. pretty pictures of roofs that uh-huh. supposedly
2: are, are tiles.
0: But show me the money. I have not I have right. not seen the specs. I have no idea nobody has any idea what this stuff is. They're no. quoting it out. But I,
2: I will give I will give Elon credit. He usually comes out with it eventually. Eventually yes. And I've I mean, no the whole hyperloop with thing. It. The whole hyperloop thing, you know everybody's like there's no fucking way you'll make it happen. It may not be profitable in the end, but he's making it happen. Oh, yeah. No, I mean. He's already got that tunnel in LA. They're talking to. Yep. to Vegas? No, 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 no. It's, no. That's
3: when they started. They, uh, was, they wanted saying. to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. The one. The, okay, so I'm probably off on this, but the, my understanding is he's got a tunnel that he's doing in LA, and I, I have a sneaking suspicion it's more of a test mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. a system. Yeah. But it's individual sleds, or that you put multiple cars on a. They
3: just—I I don't know where it was—but they just showed a video of it just a week ago. Yep. Yeah. they okay, finally cool. did a full, full actual test. But yeah. yeah, I'm doing a test for a thousand yards.
2: Yeah, and I mean, we're talking—he—he he came public with this what a year and a half ago. Yeah, exactly.
3: So yeah. I—he's followed through with a lot of what he said. It's just taking some time, yeah. and it's well. just a shitload of money. Oh behind yeah, everything. but he has yeah. it. He had—I know—he has it. But see, that's where that would make sense, though.
0: If you could do a tunnel down the East Coast where you have all the people, and uh-huh. everybody's close. Could you imagine doing something like that where you could get there, and then if you did something that was like a L.A. to San Francisco, San Francisco to Portland, Portland to Seattle, Seattle to Vancouver in a hyperloop? Mm-hmm. That would be a killer deal, and it would—it's—we're
2: it's, just waiting for the technology to catch up. Remember, they talked about it for years in Washington. They were trying yeah. to move because SeaTac was getting too crowded. Yeah, they were going to move it to Moses Lake. Yeah, they're going to move basically, yeah, Major International and run a bullet train to Seattle. Be like forty-five <laughs> minutes or an hour or some yeah. crazy thing like that. It sounded great. Still yeah, still isn't. Still has
0: not now they're actually uh, the other thing I've seen that in Seattle. Speak of that, they're uh, doing uh, uh, passenger service out of Everett starting like in a couple weeks. Oh, really? Because yeah. you can't get out of SeaTac.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> such a disaster. Oh,
0: Though I a few months ago I spent the night at SeaTac on the on the uh, that was super fun. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing worse than sleeping uh-huh. in an airport.
2: Oh, there's not enough drugs to put me out, or liquor. Either airport. way, it's, it's, yep. it's well, we've, we've all done it. liquor like eleven o'clock after yeah. bastards. LAX is
0: the worst. No, no, San Francisco's worse. I have had know. the worst luck in San
2: Francisco. No, no, mm-hmm. I've I've done two or three overnights in L.A. and I would rather do it in San Francisco. At least San Francisco, you got the train. You can go jump on the train, and you be in downtown. True. Now minutes. there
0: are apps now. If you want to go on, if you, here's a little secret to all you guys out there. If you ever have to do any, uh, what I call. Airport camping. <laughs> <Jeez>. All right. <laughs> they have apps. You make it sound so romantic. Uh-huh. I know. Exactly.
3: It's all about the pitch.
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hate the bugs? Go to the airport. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: So th- it's safe, theoretically. Yeah. Um, most countries. Yeah. Um, they have a, you can Google if you Google on there, you know, where's the best place. There is a couple websites that are mobile on your phone. They to tell you – the details, okay. If you want in this airport to sleep, they have the longest, most comfortable benches at Gate C seventeen, <laughs> and I've used this in multiple oh, no. airports. And they will, they they don't maintain that area as well, so you're not going to the vacuum at three thirty in the morning. So if you go over to this one. I did that at SeaTac. It was spot on. They had the best
2: benches over there. So no. someone
3: actually went, was paid to go and find the best spot to sleep in every, every airport, airport.
2: You yeah, you go around and they've well, there's got enough road warriors out there that know the... I, I still fuck it. It's awesome. I will I will spend <laughs> the two to three hundred bucks. Go get a and hotel, hotel Well, see, for I like was six gonna, hours. I
0: had I had even the freaking they were gonna do. I had the whole voucher and everything because it was a an airport problem. But the problem was is that I landed at SeaTac at. One o'clock in the morning, and I had a 6 a.m. flight. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna go to the airport. I'm gonna, by the time I get the shuttle bus to the airport at one o'clock in the morning. Yep. So I get to the airport, even though it's a mile away, I'm there at two by the time I get my baggage and everything else. Okay, so I'm gonna get two hours of sleep for my 6 a.m. flight. Screw it! I'm sleeping at the airport.
3: And Absolutely.
2: <laughs> You're cheaper than <now. laughs> There you go. Well, it wasn't I what was a cost thing. To I was just like, <clears> uh, two hours of sleep is just going to tease a me. Flea infested. Queen sized room with a television for. You're gonna four put hours. me up in the
0: Sheridan. It was okay, yeah. but it was
2: you know it was
3: for just two like, hours. Yeah, for two
2: hours. I'm like, yeah, way too much.
3: Chiropractor, back problems, whatever else. Two hours yeah, later, yeah,
2: yeah, not gonna work. Weakland and I got stuck. We got screwed at LAX. Mm-hmm. We he had to go outside for a cigarette. We landed. I was one of these. land at one thirty in the morning. He went outside for gotta a gotta have a cigarette, so we <laughs> miss my flight. <laughs> we couldn't get back into the fucking airport. Oh shit! No, all the security was closed down. You could not get back through. <gasps>
3: Yeah. Most expensive smoke ever.
2: Yeah, We sat outside. I think that was L.A. We sat outside on plastic benches for five and a half hours. Oh, we can't just start telling Weakland stories, though. Yeah, we can. Okay. That's, no, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Oh Man, these, these we are, are at one hour here, man. We have Damn. blasted through this podcast. Yes, has been fun. Yeah. So, if someone wanted to hire you, what's the best way to find you?
3: Well, cell phone, obviously, is, is yeah. easy. You want my okay. number? Throw it out there. I can do that. So cell phones, 503-679-6618. You can also find me at homesbyshep.com or email shep at homesbyshep.com. That's simple. That's That easy. Simple Brother, enough.
0: Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate you fun. having me. It's been great. Yeah. We'll have this up, uh, man, wait, tomorrow morning. I know. It. That's the nice thing when we do these things
2: this close. They pop up quick. Yeah. You better get to editing. Uh, that's the other part too yeah Yeah, exactly I'm going home (laughs) (laughs)
0: thanks man yeah thank you very much see you guys next time next time thank you thank you for listening to Are We Fired Over This a production of Fama Creative copyright 2017 all rights reserved tune in next time for Are We Fired Over
1: This